Hey everyone, welcome back to the Speak Up Erica podcast. And in today's episode, we have part two with postgrad sad with Mingo. Hey Mingo! Yay! Woo! <laughs> 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 I want you to know that every time I say yay like that, like you know that sound of like little kids saying yay? In my yeah. head, that's what I hear. Kind of um, like the edit when you're hearing TV shows and like yeah. shows, yeah. That's exactly what I use. So I say it a lot and I'm like, people are not responding to this the way that I intend for them to because they're not hearing what I hear, so. <laughs> so well, they're not hearing like the kids, um, the kids saying yay? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> to start off part two, then Mango, um, I'll start off with a question then. Um, so from the last episode, we did talk about our journey with postgrad and from like feeling different types of emotions that are negative, I guess you could say. Um, can you kind of go into more detail about where that sadness came from, I guess? Yeah, I think when you're a university student, you're on 24-7. Either you're in class or you're working or you're doing extracurriculars and Right now, like, as a person that's not in school anymore, when I get home from work, I can relax. Like, I don't have anything, obligations to do. Like, I don't have kids or anything, so I can just go waste time, like, just relax, take care of myself. And that's something I really lacked in university. I just felt like none of my time was my own. And what I think we identified in the last podcast as senioritis really was just very, very bad burnout. Like, I think I was just super burnt out. And... I think that like it does it, the same way that it took a toll on my body like physically I put like I said I put on weight I just felt super unhealthy like had like stomach pain and like I just felt like an old woman um I also feel like mentally it was like I just wasn't being healthy to myself for four years and then at the end of it my mental health was just really like unhealthy mm-hmm. um and yeah I wasn't putting good things into my body I wasn't, like, I was just, like, literally sometimes I would be at school all day, and all I would have was, like, chai tea and, like, Cheetos and Swedish berries. It's probably not the best way to fuel your body, but, like, I was trying to get signs done, like, you know? So, I think that's where a lot of the um, mental health issues came into play. Um, And then there's, like, also in university, you have a, it's, like, a very uncertain time, and you get, like, it's really, it's easy to get really anxious, because, the whole point of being in university is to better your future and it the future is such a scary place it's such an unknown Mm -hmm. that was part of the reason why I think after that I was just super burnt out and I had and that's the point where you're supposed to be building and I couldn't build Mm -hmm. yeah wow I never like from you saying it I never considered it but then now I realize that I've I feel like I went through the same thing too, just because like you, you're hustling so hard in university that you don't take a step back and just like think or, or reflect or think about like what's happening in university, if that makes sense. Um, I think that like when you're, I think the age 21 to 22 was when I graduated 21, right? I think people graduate from like 21 to 23. And it's, like, a oh, right. time, I think, even physiologically for your body. So I honestly think that the 20s is, like, adult puberty, like, early 20s. Because <laughs> it is. when I got into university, I was legitimately a kid. I was 17 years old. I was, like, so skinny. I look back, I'm like, what? Wow, I was that. I was, like, you know, like, I was 17 when I got into university. Because you're a ni- you're, uh, December baby, yeah. Yeah, December. Like, so sad. I wasn't able to drink till second year, second semester. 
again. Oh, like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, I was so young, and, like, I made this huge decision about what program I was going to be in, and, like, mm-hmm. I think that from, like, the first two years, I was literally still a kid, and then all of a sudden, like, in my fourth year, like, it was just, like, physiologically, you change, you, you become, your body becomes more adult-like, you know, like, mm-hmm. if you look at first years and you look at fourth years, like, they look so different, like, first years literally look like little kids, and then fourth years look like grown people, yeah. and, like, you know, maybe someone will do research into, like, how, what that, like, if there's actually scientific reasons why your early 20s, like, sometimes I feel like my hormones were just weird, like, out of control, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, I didn't even think about that. Well, for me, I started university pretty, I guess, late. If you Not think. late, only we took a year off. I took a year off, yeah. I don't know. Me, I feel like in parents' eyes, that's Yeah, late. yeah, no, I hear. And by when, society standards. By society standards, yeah. I So I was... 19 18 no 19 yeah then I was 19 years old then and yeah I'm sorry by society standards I feel like when I told my parents that I I wasn't it's hard to say that you're not ready because everyone's telling you that in 18 you have to be ready so to not mm-hmm. be ready at that age and be like no I want to do more school like I want to do a, a lap year or whatever they to in their eyes it's kind of seen as a like you're a failure yeah right which is really really dumb and i hate that we do this like relevant to that i feel like timelines are so like arbitrary like we've kind of regimented everything it's like school 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 like you know this do this do that do that and it's like it doesn't fit into everyone and it's such a huge investment to not be ready when you go into university it's such a waste of money because even in our school like more than half of the kids in first year don't make it to second year and mm-hmm. first year's like eight thousand that's eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars just for tuition down the drain like you wasted it what did you get out of that experience just trauma so like <laughs> you taking that year off probably was the best thing you ever did because you came into school like ready. mature ready yeah. right and like that's what i also feel like i don't think anyone is actually ready for university mm-hmm. i don't think i was ready for i mean academically i think i was but like emotionally for like the social life and like I was 17 I was like so naive I was so young like so sheltered and then you just go into this big world of school and like you just that that's in itself was a huge trauma like Mm -hmm. yeah like before um I got accepted into the programs I applied to when I was 18 like Mm -hmm. in grade 12 or whatever before I did a lap year but I knew that I didn't want to go forward because I just, I was so unsure, which is like you were as well, right? Yeah, I just felt that I wasn't ready and um, I didn't want to waste money mm-hmm. going into something that I didn't know if I even wanted to do. But yeah, but I feel like I've also, like for my own pace that I've been going at a slower rate because for example, after people were done undergrad they went straight into their masters or straight into their postgrads where for myself like I was like oh my gosh I I mean we talked about this too in our in the previous episode but I I think part of it was debt but then another part of it was me telling myself that I wasn't ready yet either yeah no I totally that's exactly how I felt I was just like I literally just came from struggling every single day of this 365 2018 year to submit assignments that I literally did not with every fiber of my being want to do. I hated doing them. Like to submit them, to prepare for presentations, to do group projects. And like, I'm, and I was just like, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> like, I want to take a break from doing this. Like mm-hmm. this cannot be my life for the next two years again. Right. So, 
And I think that's something that's like really underlooked because when you're doing something like your master's, like you want it to be the best work. You want it to, your thesis to be something that like you're passionate about and you want to contribute to that academic field that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. So I just felt like if I go into grad school now, what am I going to contribute? I'm a marshmallow. I have no brain cells <laughs> left, right? Like It was just... And I felt ashamed. I'm not going to lie. Like, I felt like a failure. I'm like, this is what, like, high level education is what I'm supposed to do. This is, like, what everyone's told me is what you're after. You get your master's. Like, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever get a PhD, but, like, you go from being someone that's so academically focused, and then it's embarrassing when you feel like a failure and that you can't keep up with the rest of your peers who are doing these, you Mm -hmm. know? And that makes you so much worse. Because, again, my mental health was already very weak. And then I'm like, then you're comparing yourself and you're feeling like a failure. And Mm -hmm. it's not a healthy thought process and I forgive myself for thinking like that but at the time it was very damaging Mm. I'm proud of you for forgiving yourself though Cheech that's awesome that you said that (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you I I think it's so interesting that because right now I feel like we're talking about um going to university equals success right Mm. That's what we're talking about. And um, one of my jobs after graduation was a lot of people in the company don't have university degrees or have like a college degree or anything like that. And or even maybe they didn't even finish high school. But yeah. there, some of the people that were in there were very successful people. And mm-hmm. they had like bought their own house at age 20 or something or or ha- they have cars, you know, like. They, they have the type of success that we think is, that we label as success, I guess. Like yeah. our house and family or whatever. So it's interesting because like being, I then at that point, I just felt so confused because like, did I need to even go to university to be successful? Or, mm-hmm. and then I think it comes down to just defining what it even means to you. Like yeah. what success means to you, yeah. I honestly, like, I hear you so much, but I kind of feel like the world has changed so much to the yeah. point where I think especially the degree that we have was so necessary. Like, I I mean, the last, at the time we recorded the first episode, like, the first part, yeah. I was in a different job, and I just got a different job now. Um, and, like, I feel like I got my new job because of my degree. And, like, mm-hmm. I beat people in the competition because of our degree. Mm-hmm. Like other people that were playing because of like that specific knowledge set that I have and that critical thinking and like the proof that I can do it and like knowledge of specific things like I don't know random things like change management or using buzzwords like I know the words to use to for specific things right like and I don't know you can maybe learn that over time but in today's society when everyone's competing for jobs I do think that having a degree has helped me I'm not sure like if the world is still the world where like my dad told me that when we came to Canada, he was making $16 an hour. And I'm like, you had me and my mom and y'all, they bought a condo. Like the world is so different now. And I don't think that's like, Toronto is so much more expensive now. So I don't really necessarily know if it's like the world is the same. And I, I do would, re- I would still recommend that everyone at least try to get some sort of education. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think yeah. just have a healthier approach to it. Don't be competitive. Yeah. Focus on balance and taking care of yourself, even when you're in school. Don't overwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And it's just, it, it's hard because no one's going to tell you what your path is like, and you just have to figure that out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't figure it out unless you're in it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I still yeah. don't figure out how to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But like, um, it's just, 
I think what if anyone's listening to this, like who's in university now or even like the same age as us or older, like I think the biggest takeaway from this whole thing is focus on the things that you can control and take care of like yourself. Yes. That's the one thing you can control is taking care of yourself like in a meaningful way. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to you this about about talking to you about this earlier. But like when I say I'm depressed, like I I feel like I'm afraid to use that word. Mm-hmm. But um it's because like there's a lot of brain fog around that time. So I didn't realize like a lot of the things that happened. Now I've been thinking about them like this past week just because of the podcast we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to my brother. I was thinking, I was looking at my brother and I remember at that time he would come into my room and he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you just lying down all day? I came and I met you in the same spot. And like, he would try to like make jokes and like make me happy. And like, I had just finished crying. Like, mm-hmm. and he was like, are you crying? I'm like, no, I'm not crying. Like, what's wrong with you? My eyes are just watering. It's dust in here. Like, a shame that I was, like, crying the whole day, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the ugly things that people don't talk about and that you forget about once you're out of it, almost. Yeah. And, like, he's like, are you depressed? Is this what depression is? And he was, like, I think he was actually concerned because I don't, I, like, again, like, I was in bed all day. All I could do was cry. <laughs> like, just got up to eat and then go to my, go to work, you know? It was mm-hmm. just, it was actually, when looking back, it was a depressive episode, and I'm afraid to use that word because I didn't go to therapy, and no one told me that it is. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like that was what depression looks like. Um, and it's not, it's really, like, you don't take showers sometimes for two days. My hair, you don't wash your hair. You know, it's very, very ugly. Uh, you wear the same clothes. You take a shower, put on the same dirty clothes because, like, you don't want to do laundry. Like, that's what I mean. It's ugly. It's not pretty at all. Mm-hmm. And my room was a mess. Like, it's a very ugly time. And... Mm-hmm. It's because I was just, and, I, and I, when I started taking care of myself and like, I mean, showering regularly, which I love to do, I love taking showers, love exfoliating, like, you know, making my bed, which I don't do, but like, there's, there's bed sheets on it. That's an improvement. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, ta- like spending time with people that I love, eating donuts, you know, yeah. just small things. Oh, thank you so much for sharing about that, Cheech. I feel like I'm, I mean, I, I can totally relate to you because I myself have gone through just like crying in bed for a whole week. Yeah. And, and to me, I haven't like in the beginning of quarantine, because I was going through a lot of stuff mentally as well. Like I didn't shower for a week and that sounds disgusting to say out loud. It's but not, yeah, it's like, that's what it is. Like, that's just, don't be ashamed. Yeah. And you don't, you, like, don't communicate with anyone. You're just, like, you know, by yourself just feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I think that, like, when you talk about it with other people, it takes away the shame. Of yes. Because, yeah. like, again, that's a very ugly part of, I think, depression that people don't talk about. And And then when you feel so ashamed about your mental situation, it just almost, like, it makes it harder to try and get help, you know? Like... Because I feel like you have to talk about what you really were going through in yeah. order for you to accept it for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're afraid to talk about those embarrassing things, then, like, you, you know. You get what I'm saying? I'm not making I get, sense. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, I guess, in, so in the other episode that we did together, I know we were talking about, like, you going up the stairs and all that stuff and that how you were going through a hard time. Did you ever talk to anyone about what you were going through during like that period of time in university? Um, no, yeah. I didn't. I think the f- I I didn't talk to anyone because again, like I had so many distractions. Yeah. To 
the fact like and I also didn't realize I was depressed like I didn't like when you're in that mind state and when you're when you're like your when your brain is in that at that level you're like deep into it so you're just like you're not thinking about how you're thinking you're just thinking about you're just thinking the way that you are you know yeah like I, not, I know. it makes sense oh why am I like now I'm a lot more like, I've always been a very self-reflective person which does contribute to my stress levels mm-hmm. so I overthink a lot but you're not being as like now I'm self I'm like why do I feel this way today why am I so down today okay this happened this morning or like I was thinking about this last night like now it's kind of continued to the today to mm-hmm. today you know yeah. whereas I feel like in university I was like focused on getting my diploma like my diploma like sometimes I, there was points where I was like I was afraid I wasn't gonna get my degree yeah. I'm like I would have nightmares of like um like getting like blackboard notices like zero out of ten like oh my I literally had nightmares like legit like would wake up sweating like and I still have actually those nightmares to this day of like oh you had this outstanding assignment now you were not being able to pass this class and I was just like that was the things I was thinking about mm-hmm. and so I didn't really and I felt like I knew that I was feeling bad but I didn't identify it as depression mm-hmm. and I can and I also um I, I also like other people were not affirming it for me if that makes sense yeah like, I felt like I was in pain by yourself people were not like I'd make jokes and stuff and people wouldn't see the pain in the jokes that I made you know mm-hmm. like I was crying for help and then like no one was like oh are you okay it was just like oh why, why would you say that or like oh like what's wrong with you mm-hmm. I, mean, I told you about this like I made a joke I was like oh maybe I'll just die well, like that's like something like a suicide joke and someone was like uh you know don't ever make that joke again it's not funny like, they got mad at me and I was like I thought I don't know it was like a really uncomfortable experience because I was like oh you're getting mad at me like now if people make jokes about suicide, I'm like, yo, do you need a hug? Are you okay? Like, tell me everything. What is, mm-hmm. What's going on in your head? Why would you joke about that? Like, you know, like, I take it all more seriously than I thought, than the way I was treated. It's kind yeah. of weird. Yeah. I can understand the perspective of, like, from your side and also the person who said don't say stuff like that because maybe they've experienced people who have passed away because of suicide and got triggered by that word maybe. Yeah. Or, like, some... Some people, not I'm not saying that it's you, but some people who are very insensitive to topics like that and they just yeah. like, mess around and joke around about death and whatever. Yeah. And I guess it, to them it would be in a similar sense. Like that's how they interpret it. As, yeah. Yeah. But I understand your side too where it's like you're trying to cry out for help, but it wasn't communicated in a way that they understood it. Mm. No, I hear that. And I think yeah. that like – I guess I've grown from that. I feel like um, for a lot of, I think maybe even just Caribbean women or like black women um, or black people in general, honestly, um, mental health is not something that we talk about. Or like sometimes like there's this whole thing about having to be strong Mm -hmm. because this is obviously super cliche to talk about. Like so many people have discussed this, but I definitely felt the pressure to be strong all the time. And Mm -hmm. so that adds to it too, right? You just don't feel like you're allowed to be weak and cry and be like, oh, I feel sad today. Like you, or I'm like, I'm down today. Or like, I feel like I can't do everything that I need to do with my life. Mm-hmm. You just have to be like, I need to just figure out a way to do it. I need to balance all of this stuff. I need to, I need to, I need to. And it's never about like, I want to, or I should. It's always about like, I need to. Mm-hmm. And like, that is part of the problem because then I like, I just didn't know how to tell people that I was in distress. Like, how to be like, hi, Erica. Like, until after, like, when we were hanging out, and I'd be like, you were also open, too. Like, that also helps, because you were open about your mental health and, like, the things yeah. that you were going through. And then I felt more comfortable sharing. And I think at that time, after fourth year, like, we were always close, but I think we, our friendship 
really deepened in that time because we were talking about like a lot of we we're opening up to each other a lot more because it was like a mutual sharing you know and I felt comfortable telling you things that I couldn't tell other people because I felt like you could relate you know yeah and it's so crazy that we can we just get it like we both yeah. get each other which is so it's hard to find in other people sometimes mm. like you know you yeah. can some friendships that I have they're more I wouldn't say superficial but it's a different type of relationship where I don't talk about like maybe it's a more joking friendship or something yeah right yeah so it's like you don't get that with every friendship even though I love like all my friendships right um but yeah that's it's awesome that we like we're able to find that with each other Mm -hmm. and then even like with my other friends that you know like my other two best friends or like three best friends Mm -hmm. like um you know well, at that time it was two. Now it's three. I've reconnected <laughs> with someone who I, interestingly, we had a conversation and she was also going through stuff. And like, I think that my friends and I, like even in 2019, because of COVID, we had a lot of really like super personal conversations about our mental health throughout our childhood and now. And we're like, we have been friends since we were 14 years old and none of us discussed how we were feeling ever. We just were miserable and horrible to each other at times. And, like, now we're looking back and, like, we could have been there for each other if we had just opened up and been, like, this happened at home. Or, like, I was, you know, this is what's happening in my life. This is how I'm feeling. We could have been there for each other because we were all going through the same kind of thing. And now that, like, I mean, it's 2020 hindsight. But now, like, it's deepened our friendship because if I'm going through something, I know I can call them and be, like, this is what happened today. And just, like, rant to them if they have the emotional space to listen. Mm -hmm. And it just helps me heal. Like, I feel like I have that backbone now for people I can be honest with and, like, not feel ashamed about how I'm feeling. Yes. I I think that's part of growing up and just learning how to speak, (laughs) speak up, Mm -hmm. learning how to talk, (laughs) learning how to talk about those things with your friends that are, like, important topics when we were growing up, we didn't know how to address. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. At the end of the day, with all these like podcasts or just conversations that I have, everyone is going through it. But like having to say it out loud or speak to it with someone is one of the hardest parts because, yeah, like you're besties with someone for X amount of years, but you just don't know how to say it to them. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, but that's that's awesome that you were able to open up with each other. Like, yeah. after so long, too, I can't imagine. And it was like, yeah. like we cried, like ugly cried oh. together. I mean, you and I have ugly cried a lot together too. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it was just like so healing because it was the for like, I felt I I always have this thing of feeling kind of invisible, and I felt so seen in those moments with my mm. friends, and it was such a validating experience. And like now, whenever I feel like that, I'm like, you're actually feeling this. Like this is actually a problem. Address it now. You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I was like trying to like hide it from my side, hide it from everyone else. Like hide like. I, at that time when I was depressed, I thought I saw it as me being weak. And like, even afterwards, like after graduation, after university, like I felt embarrassed. I was like, you're just so weak. That's why you're not moving forward in life. You're not, you can't do it. Instead of like, you need to take better care of yourself and you need to take the proper steps to be able to do it. Like you can do it. You're just not ready right now. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, even when you're talking about, I mean, with the whole mental health, there's so many factors that affect it too. And you were talking about like cultural um, factors and even, I guess, also in Asian culture, like it's not really talked about too, or specifically Filipino culture. And mm-hmm. that I, I feel like the stereotype for ours is that we have to be compliant, quiet and compliant. 
mm. don't, don't say anything type of thing. I don't know if that is also part of it with some people in like my culture too, I guess. Yeah. But there's so many like different things that affect your mental health for you it was school and just like what you're going through personally and like family life and this and that and everything just piles on you're just like wait whoa yeah like hold on type of thing yeah and I I think that's really interesting that you said that about like Filipino culture because I mean I also love what you did with your book and with your podcast like because I remember like you're a quiet person and obviously until you get to I people get to know you then like you talk a lot and we never stop talking (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, I definitely see like there's a different confidence in you now and I think that like it's a beautiful thing to see you definitely grown up and and you're more outspoken and you'll stand up for yourself a lot more now Mm -hmm. and I think also from being a quiet person before you're a really good like listener and like a good understander too so like Mm -hmm. that probably helps too with like I think building healthy relationships does contribute to building healthy mental health nice yeah that's one thing I wrote down to speak about today. I felt like you know, like environment is like for me was the biggest stressor for like mental health. I guess to end off, I think that my takeaway from my experience with at that period of my life of being that depressed or sad was my um your environment and how you treat yourself and lifestyle can really contribute to your mental health. Mm-hmm. I did. I was a child trying to live as like a big woman, like being an adult, <laughs> to take on a lot of things, take on the world and being really ambitious. And I feel like I didn't learn till afterwards how to balance it and how to like do it in a healthy way where I wasn't like burning myself out. Even now at work, sometimes I'm doing stuff and I'm like, y'all, I just need a five minutes to like take a break because I can't do this anymore. Like I'm getting burnt out. Like I, I know what my limits are now. And nice. I'm kind to myself enough to be like, okay, hey, I just need to, like, sometimes I have all of my notifications on all social media off. If mm-hmm. I want to look at Instagram, I'm looking at Instagram. People know if you need to catch me and you really need to say, say something to me, like, you're going to text me, right? Yeah. I mean, now I spend too much time on Discord, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, like, setting boundaries for yourself. Um, I feel like I'm just listing out ways that really helped me yeah. get into a better, healthy mind, like, mental health. Um, but I think I had a lot of support that... Um, people that were around me that loved me that really helped me get out of it mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I would like I was missing from the last episode we didn't really talk about too too much in detail like how I got out of it or how you get out of a depression depressive mm-hmm. episode you know? yeah yeah or like experiencing depressive symptoms I guess mm-hmm. yeah no yeah thank you for sharing about that because I think it is really important there's so many different things in terms of environment because it's environment in your own head space that's part of it and then environment in the like physical realm I guess and I think part of that is um not I I appreciate my parents so much and everything and everything that they've given to me especially as like immigrants and stuff but at the same time me and you have talked about this a lot that it's like in your head you just want to be free and just have your own space and not having that yet because you're you're not there yet is part of a reason that yeah like a battle in yourself I guess yeah it's like feeling ready to like leave the nest but then you can't fly away because you know you just can't restricted you're restricted there's like a it's like yeah it's you I feel like a bird in a cage you know yeah 
it's yeah. like being that like you have these huge wings that you're ready to fly with and like decorate your own house and like you know be an yeah. adult to be independent have friends over all that stuff going back to the environment thing I think that was something I really had to figure out this year and for mm-hmm. so long I never I was never at home and maybe it's because I neglected it so much and I was always out and like doing stuff outside and going out or whatever um but being in quarantine obviously we have to be at home and part of that was changing how I felt about my space and how like how I envisioned my future home to be like maybe yeah even though you can't you're you feel restricted and you can't do certain things there's ways that you can kind of help change it into an environment that you want to wake up to yeah Yeah. which you said something that I think is so important but like envisioning what you want because I think that's like something that I learned this year is that I mean we all buzzwords manifestation vision boards but like the actual like if you're unhappy with the place that you're in it's really easy to like just wallow in that unhappiness and like focus on it but if you just focus on what you want and how you're gonna get there you'll get there and and that's a way healthier mindset to have than just being sad about where you are and I think that's what I did too much in that at that time yeah just by default like through again healthy relationships that I built and opening up to people and then starting to like eat better I'm like I I literally just started eating a lot healthier um because I had the time and like and I also like went to Trinidad and I connected more with my family there a little bit and Mm -hmm. um you know those kind of things I think like it helped me to start changing my mindset just naturally because I was like around positive people who also were changing their mindset and had, you know, and have friends who were going to therapy and I was kind of like stealing their therapy because like (laughs) the things that they were learning, you know, like I applied to myself. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. I think part of it too in, in like wrapping up this whole post-grad sad is that a huge environment is school, right? Mm. And you're put into that environment as you said, like, even if you go home, it doesn't leave you because you're still doing school. Even like that part of being in that environment is um, like, maybe that's what makes you feel trapped. And then that's what causes the sadness part as well yeah. that you don't realize too. Yeah. You have to let go of that student mindset. After I let go of that, I was like, I have all this time. That's just for me. I think that what you said about home, dreading being at home. I also dreaded being at home because mm-hmm. that for me, when I was in my room, it was like assignment time. Like I kind yeah. of associated that space with like the place where I go to sleep after I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. where I go to eat food and where I go to work and do assignments I don't want to do, right? Yeah. And then now I'm like, changing. Like my room can be where I make art. My room can be where like I dance. My room can mm-hmm. be where, you know, I like get ready in the morning and drink my matcha. Like mm-hmm. it can be a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. You, you know? have to like change it for yourself. Yeah. And you redo your room a lot too. And I like, I remember coming like, wow, this is beautiful. And I think that really helps. I think I redo it so much because I'm, I don't want things to be stagnant. Mm. And, and then also probably like whatever I've been, what was going through in that time frame, maybe. Yeah. You yeah. And I are so different that's in that sense. Cause like you like change. I hate change. <laughs> mm. I do not adjust well to change at all. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. Pretty sure my room has had the same setup mess for, since I've been in this room. Yeah, I do not like change. And that also contributed to my mental health because there were so many things changing. Out. Yeah, yeah. It was like the true. biggest change you can experience is not having a ne- the next step in your life. 
it just being open. It's like completing a video game and it's like, okay, just explore the game now. And you're just like, what? <laughs> There's no other levels? There's no structure, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> true. And that also, like, understanding your perspective in life, like, you like change and that makes you happy. So then changing that small thing can like, increase your happiness. True. For me, I don't like change. So I need to do everything in my life to make sure that things do not change. Or I need to... <laughs> no, I'm joking. Or I need to do things to be like to build up my inner strength to be able to accept change. The ch- yeah, because yes. I'm working on accepting that. Th- like I am never going to be as skinny as I was when I was 17. It's not happening. I was underweight. Like it's not going to be there. I played soccer like three times a week. It's not happening. <laughs> you know, that's a change I need to accept. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But also a change that it's like your body can be better than it when it was when you that's were. That's true. Age, right? That's true. Well, thank you so much to everyone who's listened. <laughs> um, and thank you to Mango for sharing again about all of this stuff. I feel like um, it's just awesome that we're able to talk about this and just be like transparent and vulnerable. And um, so everyone watch out for Mango in future episodes. <laughs> um, she will be a frequent guest here. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> No, thank you. And I'll see you in 35 seconds on the riff. Yes, we're going to play League now. Thank you for everyone for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.